Welcome to the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast, where we discuss science and science-based tools in everyday life, particularly in neurobiology, exercise physiology, and the nutritional sciences. My name is Jessica Wong, and I am a neuroscience student at the University of Southern California. Today's podcast is all about the common missing links in underperforming athletes. Folks who range from casual exercisers to competitive athletes are often eating at the wrong times, maybe choosing the wrong balance of macronutrients and perhaps drinking too little fluids. As a personal trainer, I do rely on the research of exercise physiologists and sports scientists who study the best way for athletes to fuel their bodies to optimize their performance. John Ivey, PhD, who is a professor at the University of Texas, Austin, and author of Nutrient Timing, is one such researcher. Here's some insights that I read, so you don't have to read, that I hope will serve you today. As always, I just want to mention that this podcast is part of my effort to bring zero-cost-to-consumer public education about science, as it is unrelated to my goals as a personal trainer and as an undergraduate student. So, the first common missing link is not honoring the power of food. Too many athletes show up to training but don't show up fully for their meals because they rush to practice only to show up poorly field. Competitive runners actually need three times more carbohydrates than proteins to optimally feel their muscles, and poorly filled muscles have a higher risk of becoming damaged during exercise. Consuming carbs stimulates the release of insulin, and insulin will regulate the amount of glucose in your blood and allow blood glucose to get to your muscles to fuel your muscles and replenish the depleted muscle glycogen. That means garbage grains fruits and veggies every two or three hours which naturally happens if you eat brekkie a morning snack lunch and an afternoon snack and dinner right just incorporating a half a serving or a serving of, of veggies of garbage grains and fruits right don't be afraid of carbs the simulation of insulin releasing also blocks the breakdown of muscle right also muscle combined uh, sorry um protein combined with carbs stimulates a higher insulin response than just carbs alone or than with just protein alone. This means that after a hard track workout, recovering with chocolate milk will replace your glycogen um, very efficiently and will refuel your depleted muscles than if you were just to have a Gatorade. Because chocolate milk has both fast digesting carbohydrates as well as quality protein, right? Food labels can help you figure out the winning combinations of food. Don't get too obsessed with the exact ratios. Pay more attention to the concept of consuming more carbs than from protein post-workout. For example, after an exhausting workout, right? Maybe a 155-pound athlete should consume around 458 calories of quote-unquote like post-workout recovery food where there's 25 to 30 grams from protein and 85 grams from carbs. Um, that's calculated by a, a general um, formula that you can find online. And by choosing both carbs and protein, you will be able to exercise better 48 to or 24 to 48 hours after hard muscle damaging exercise. And you will have lower blood level of creatine kinase, which is a biomarker for muscle damage. The second link is not eating enough during the the active part of the day when we feel adequately during the active part of our day 
we have enough energy to exercise and will then be less hungry at the end of the day. And to get most out of your weightlifting, you want to surround your workout with food. In a study with the 13-week training program, one group had carbs and protein before and after the workout, while another group ate the same food but at the start and end of the day only. The group who had food close to their lifting session had a better training response, and at the end of the 13-week training period, they were able to lift heavier weight as well. Post-exercise protein activates this enzyme called mTOR, which will turn on muscle-building pathways. While protein helps to build muscle, carbs will help refuel muscle. So again, you'll have to have some sort of carb-protein combination at meals and snacks. Doing so will help you sustain a rapid rate of recovery for about eight hours. The third missing link is not eating the right amount of calories at, at evenly sized and evenly scheduled meals. People... Many people often eat in a crescendo, where the biggest meal of the day is in their evening. The best plan is to divide calories evenly throughout the day. So eating every four-ish, five hours, so or three to four hours, so you're in the process of filling up or refilling always. And about 20 grams of post-exercise protein is optimal to stimulate muscle growth, and at night, Growth hormone peaks around 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And you want to take advantage of that elevated growth hormone by providing your muscles with the tools that they need when you properly feel during the day. The fourth missing link is not feeling before exercise. In the early hours of the morning, blood glucose is sinking and cortisol, the stress hormone, triggers muscles to break down in, into amino acids, which are your building blocks of protein. These amino acids will get converted into glucose by liver and normalize blood glucose levels so that the brain has fuel to function. Properly spaced meals with optimal nutrients can help maintain normal blood glucose levels overnight. Also, try not to exercise on empty in the morning because you want to break the fast, okay? I know this is going to alarm a lot of um, huge intermittent fasting enthusiasts, but when you wake up in the morning, cortisol is elevated and is breaking down muscle. So if you eat nothing before your run in the morning, you stay in this catabolic muscle loss state. And a pre-exercise snack such as a banana or a swig of orange juice can easily switch your body from being in a muscle breakdown mode to a muscle building mode. Lastly, the fifth missing link is not eating sufficient amounts of healthy fats athletes who eat too little fat fail to replenish fat stored within the muscles that support endurance performance in a study with runners who ate a very low fat diet about 16 percent dietary fat for a month reported that they had 14 percent less endurance compared to when they had a moderate fat diet of 31 percent yes a gram of dietary fat does have more calories than a gram of dietary carbs or protein, but the extra calories do not make athletes fatter, okay? Rather, because exercisers have been under-eating on a low-fat diet, conserving energy and becoming less able to perform is what would happen. A good way to combat this, co- combat this is to enjoy some peanut butter on a bagel, maybe some olive oil on a salad, nuts for snacks, or salmon for dinner. Right. That's how we can incorporate more of these healthy dietary fats into our diet.
Stay tuned for the next few episodes of this awesome podcast that gets released every Thursday and Sunday. But other than that, I'm going to leave you with the same way I leave you in every single one of these Dear Heart and the Brain podcast episodes. Keep that brain sharp, keep that heart healthy, and go dominate. Thank you so much for your time and attention. And above all, thank you for your interest in science.